the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, Senior Pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. The title of the message today is Things God Wants Us to Remember. Things God Wants Us to Remember. Memory is a precious gift from God. And you don't realize how precious it is until you have lost it. All too often we forget the things we ought to remember and remember the things we ought to forget. Many of us are like the absent-minded man who tied a string around his finger in the early afternoon to remind him that when he got home there was something he wanted to be sure to do. After dinner, while reading the newspaper, he noticed a string, but couldn't remember why it was there. He decided that if he sat up long enough, the reason would come back to him. And surely enough, around 2 a.m., he did. He wanted to go to bed early that night. Often in scripture, God tells us people to remember. Because we cannot appreciate who we are unless we remember what we used to be. In Psalm 103 and verse 2, David says, Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. And in 1 Samuel chapter 12 and verse 24, Samuel said to the people of Israel, Obey the Lord and serve him faithfully with all your heart. Remember the great things he has done for you. Today I want to talk about remembering the things that are important to remember. And I'm going to put them in three categories. Uh, What to remember about the past, what to remember in the present, and what to remember for the future. So we begin with what to remember about the past. One, remember when you first came to Christ. Hebrews 10, 32 and 35 says, Think back on those early days when you first learned about Christ. Remember how you remained faithful, even though it meant terrible suffering. 
So do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Remember the great reward it brings you. So what does um, the writer of the Hebrews mean by this? He's really speaking about the time we began a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Some of you have been believers for a long time. Others of you are new believers or relatively new believers. Others of you have not yet made the decision to make Christ the Lord of your life. To those of you who are relatively new believers, I say don't forget the early days of your relationship with Christ. After a few years go by, it is easy to forget how much Jesus has changed your life. It is human nature. We tend to remember what's new and forget something that's been around for a while. God wants us to remember what it means to accept Jesus Christ as our Savior and Lord. When we came to Christ, he did a spiritual makeover on us. Just like all of those television shows where they do a makeover of a person or a house, and when you see the end result, you have this instant, wow, look at the difference. But that's what happened when Christ first came into many of our lives. For many of you, the wow has gone away. You don't remember what it used to be because it has been so long ago. I can still remember my life being flooded with excitement, peace, joy, and a sense of purpose that I never had before. I knew I had a reason to live that I had never had before. Christ changed my life, and today I am what I am because of God's saving grace that I experienced in August of 1957 in St. Anne's Bay, Jamaica, in the Little Plymouth Brethren Church. Those were wonderful days, you know, for me. And they have meant so much to me over the years. Every now and again, I, I go back to some of the feelings that I had and the, the times that I spent with God, talk with him um, many times a day, just praising him and thanking him for his goodness and for his faithfulness and for the hope that he gives me and the fact that I wouldn't have to worry about my future because it's all in his hands. But the second thing that God wants us to remember is the miracles that he has done. First Chronicles 16 and verse 12. Remember the miracles he has done, his wonders, and his decisions. What is a miracle? A miracle is an event for which the only explanation is God. When someone with a terminal illness gets better and the doctors can't find any reason for that happening, that's a miracle. When someone walks away from an automobile accident after the vehicle has been totally destroyed, that's a miracle. When someone finds hope in a hopeless situation, that's a miracle. We all have struggles and trials to go through. But God says, don't just think about the struggles. Remember the miracles. 
It's a meaning to hold on to them to live the kind of life that God wants us to live in this world. They will get you through the tough times. Now, why does God perform miracles? To show us his character. To show us what he is like. Deuteronomy chapter 7 and verse 9 says, Remember that the Lord your God is the only God and that he is faithful. That's one of the things the miracles remind us of, that God is faithful. He is a God that we can depend on. God's dealing with People's Baptist Church since its founding in 1805 is a reminder of the faithfulness of God. Think of what our forebears have accomplished and you can see God's faithfulness and God's miraculous action in their lives. On August 8, 1805, 20 freed slaves, having nothing to their name but a strong faith in God, organized the first black church in New England. With no money, they set about to construct a house of worship. In my mind's eye, I can see the skeptics, the doubters, who thought that they were crazy to think that they could raise enough money to build a place of worship. But they were naive enough to believe in a God of miracles. And 16 months later, they completed the African Meeting House on Joy Street on Beacon Hill and dedicated it to the glory of God. At this the beginning of Black History Month, we need to think how much our ancestors accomplished down through the years without wealth, without education, without political influence, without social status. And you can see that they believed in a God of miracles. But do you know what God's greatest miracle is? A changed life. Only when God shows up that can happen. A little while ago, some of you were spiritually dead and God made you spiritually alive by spirit. You were a prisoner of Satan, but God set you free. Through divine grace, you have won victories over personal habits and desires you never thought possible. He opened your eyes to behold wonderful things in his word. There's a time when the Bible made no sense to you, but now you can read the passage of Scripture and the truth becomes so real to you that you have to stop reading and just start praising God. And only God could do that. I've seen Christians on their deathbed, their bodies wasting away, yet their spirit was stronger than ever. Sick, feeble, and gasping for breath, yet the glory of God was reflected on their faces as they prepared to enter the presence of the eternal God. Only God could do that. Remember when you first came to Christ. Remember the miracles that God has worked in your life so that you can be where you are today and be the person you are. The second category is what to remember in the present. One, remember to be gracious. 
remember to be gracious. People all around us need Christians to be gracious, to be loving and to be kind. Not quarrelsome, not mean. And you can see that quite often where people are so mean that you wonder if they know anything about the grace of God. People are looking for us to show the way, to show what God is like through our, our actions as we show grace to them. In human terms, being gracious means being polite. In God's terms, being gracious means literally showing somebody grace, the kind of grace that we have received from God. So the question is, do you show people grace? Are you a gracious person? Or do you show people attitudes such as what you see in the world around you? We live in difficult times. When it's difficult to even think about what used to be. Because when people used to be gracious, they would greet you with an attitude of joy just to be able to see you. You go on the street and people would say good morning or good day. And you know that you are important and they are important that you are both alive. You see, if you can't remember the grace of God in your life, then it is difficult for you to show that grace to others. We are not like others. We are the children of God. We serve a different kingdom. And we have different rules to follow. Not what the world says. They are going in the opposite direction from us. And we need to recognize who we are. It is so easy to focus on yourself. It is easy to be selfish instead of being gracious. Oh, you see the slow cashier in the grocery store line as a five-minute interruption to your day rather than someone who might be struggling to keep their job or who just got the worst news of their life five minutes ago. It's difficult for them to concentrate. You see the one in your family who is struggling right now as just a drain on you rather than seeing their hopelessness and the drain that is in their life. You see the driver who just cut in front of you on the highway as the physical embodiment of Satan (laughs) rather than somebody who just made an honest mistake. They are in need of God's love made visible through the actions of us, his children. To show grace to others is a reminder of what God has done for us. Now, the ultimate way that God shows us his grace is by forgiving us for our sins. And the ultimate way that he asks us to show grace to others is by forgiving them when they mess up, when they do wrong, when they are mean 
and difficult to us. As the Apostle Paul says in Colossians 3 verse 13 in the contemporary English version, he says, put up with each other and forgive anyone who does you wrong, just as Christ has forgiven you. The only way we can find the strength to forgive is to remember how much Jesus has forgiven us. If we don't forgive, then we are not going to enjoy God's vision for our lives. Because unforgiveness will keep us stuck in the past. You need to forgive for your own sake. Then get on with your life. Forgiveness is not saying that what somebody did was right. It is not saying that they, did, that they shouldn't take the consequences for what they did. Forgiveness is you saying in your heart as you forgive someone, God, I'm handing the person over to you instead of me holding bitterness in my heart. God, you have forgiven me. Help me to forgive. Remember to be, to be gracious. But the second thing that we need to do in the present is remember to be generous. Remember to be generous. Why is it so important to remember to be generous? Because it makes us more like God. Because it breaks materialism. And it helps us to remember that people, not things, are what's really important in life. Acts chapter 20 and verse 35 says, You should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It is more blessed to give than to receive. So why should I be generous? Because it makes me happy. Most people believe that it makes them more happy to receive than to give. And Jesus said the exact opposite. See, God is gracious with us, and he encourages us to be gracious to others. And the second reason that you and I want to be generous is that it makes sense. Listen to Paul in 2 Corinthians 9 and verse 6. He says, remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Every one of us wants others to be generous with us. But do you think that by sowing selfishness, you're going to reap generosity from God and others? God says that that's the way life works. There's a law of sowing and reaping, and we reap what we sow. So it makes good sense to be generous. If you're generous to others, they'll be generous to you. And if you're generous to those who can't um, be generous back to you, God will bless you because he is a generous God. But the third reason being generous shows the world what God is really like. God is incredibly generous to us. Look at the world we get to live in. Look at the life he gave us. Look at the way he meets our needs. It's easy to notice the unmet needs. It is easy to see the things that don't work. But look at how many things do work. 
because God is still at work in our lives and in the world in which we live. But the third category is what to remember for the future. God commands us to not only remember the things in the past and the present, but he wants us to remember some things about the future as well. Because none of us knows what the future holds, it can cause worry, anxiety, and fear. But God doesn't want us to be afraid of the future. That's why he says, fear not, 365 times in the Bible. God wants us to face the future with faith, not fear. He wants us to never forget two important truths. One, remember God will be with you. No matter what you face in the future, you're never going to have to face it alone because your God is with you. Isaiah 43 verses 2 and 3 says, When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you, for I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. There's nothing to fear when you know God is near. On your own you might drown, but God says in Hebrews chapter 13, 5 and 6, it says, keep your lives free from the love of money and be satisfied with what you have. God has said, I'll never leave you. I will never abandon you. So we can be sure when we say, I will not be afraid because the Lord is my helper. People can't do anything to me. Some of you feel alone right now. But you're not alone. God sees what you're going through. God cares about what you're going through. And he's going through the situation with you. And he will help you if you trust him. But the second thing to remember is that God finishes what he starts. Philippians chapter 1 and verse 6, a wonderful passage to get to know. In the New Center Version, it says, God began doing a good work in you, and I am sure he will continue it until it is finished when Jesus Christ comes again. You see, what God starts, he finishes. Where God guides, he provides. And where God leads, he meets our needs. I'm a witness that God has been faithful in meeting our needs as a church during my tenure here as pastor. When we all get together at the end of life's journey, we will be the marvels of eternity. The angels and the archangels are going to look at us with wondering eyes and say to one another, here are men and women who serve God faithfully in their day. 
They have fulfilled God's eternal purpose for their lives. They have experienced all kinds of trials and tribulations, but they have triumphed over the powers of evil. There is not one in whom the power of Christ's blood has failed. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb who saved them through his grace. Worthy is the Lamb who forgave them through his mercy. Who redeemed them through his blood, sanctified them through his truth, comforted them through his presence, strengthened them through his power, encouraged them through his promises, and sustained them through his touch. Worthy is the Lamb. No, they shall never again be perplexed by problems, confused by circumstances, frustrated by failures, shocked by tragedies, discouraged by defeats, and forsaken by friends and family. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth, wisdom and strength, honor and glory and praise. They shall spend eternity celebrating God's loving kindness. God's tender mercies, God's sufficient grace, and God's unfailing love. Worthy is the Lamb. So let us labor for the Master. From the dawn till setting sun, let us talk of all his wondrous love and care. Then when all of life is over, and our work on earth is done, and the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. Yes, I'll be there. Will you be there? If you will be there, if you are certain that you'll be there, then give God praise. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 2-4. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org. And tune in every Saturday morning at 1030 for another inspiring message of hope and faith. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.